Welcome, everybody. You are in the bottle shop. My name is Steven. My name is Han. And we are a couple dudes that like to drink a shitload of beer. And you are here on our last review of season four. Whoop, whoop. That's right, people. This is episode two, three. 23 episodes we have done this season a fucking mega season han what do you think how you feeling you know i'm i'm excited i'm a little nervous about the one we're gonna have um (laughs) just thinking back about all the beers we've had uh we're continuing the tradition of having not a single sessionable beer this season basically and this is no exception we saved the big boys for last If you caught our last episode, you'll know we're into some heavy territory. Because today, we are taking a look at Jester King Brewery's Black Metal, a farmhouse imperial stout. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Batch 21, September 2019. Actually, it's perfectly suited for our podcast because of all the heavy metal music. I just not thought about that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a good way to end. Yeah, I guess so. I guess we'll have to pull out our heaviest music cues for this episode. <laughs> yes. Enough rambling. Let's get to it. Han, please crack your beer. Yes, sir. All right, man. Last review episode of the season. I'll drink to that. Cheers. Cheers, man. Oh. Mm. Oh. Mm. 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 Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Hmm. Ooh. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hail Satan, I guess. What you drinking it out of, dude? Nonic, bro. What about you? Duvel Chalice. Mm-hmm. Do you have any problems getting into the glass? No. Poured very nicely. Very nice head on it. You? Same. But as with most farmhouse ales and definitely with stouts, that head will sneak up on you. Mm. So, but man, I got like a five-inch head on this thing. It was amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's get to the business. Shall we? Year. Quick hit. Heavy hit. Quick heavy Mm. hits. (laughs) Cue the heavy music, please. All right, everybody. This is a farmhouse imperial stout. This is batch number 21 from September 2019. Each batch is different, meaning that every time it comes around, there's going to be something a little bit tweaked about it. This particular one is 10.4% ABV, and I paid $15 for one 750 mil bottle. And for my people that live across the border, you guys would have paid $20 after conversion. Ooh. Woof. Woof. But it is 750 mil. All right, Han, please give us some quick history. Jester King Brewery established 2007, located in Austin, Texas, sold in, we've determined, probably nationwide. 
in some capacity or another. Uh, Nationwide being the United States, of course. Freedom, baby. Mm-hmm. You are free to go buy this beer anywhere in the United States as long as you're over the age of 21. Yep, and get fucked up. If you happen to be under the age of 21, you may also be eligible to vote. (laughs) You may also be eligible to buy a rifle. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) Jester King Brewery, Black Metal, Farmhouse Imperial Stout. Marketing and packaging... We mean the bottle. What does it look like? How does it make you feel, Han? I mean, I'm down with it. The the black metal dude on the front, it's kind of goofy looking, but but I dig it. You know, the aesthetic, it's appropriate, I feel like. What about you? I agree, man. The guy is a little hokey. Reminds me of Death Clock. Beyond that, it's pretty cool. It's got all the information you could ever want on it. Thank you, breweries, for putting... The goddamn bottle date on it. Mm-hmm. They went a step further and told you when it was brewed. They gave you all the ingredients. They even write this little blurb about why it's named Black Metal. And if you want to see that blurb, if you want to see the rest of the bottle, and if you want to see what this scary son of a bitch looks like in a glass, please go over to our Instagram. We are at the Bottle Shop Podcast. Yeah, and shout out to the mention of Blast Beats on the label. Yeah, man. I feel like this is probably the only beer ever that's ever had the words Blast Beats on it. We have a music cue for that. All right. And when you pour this Jester King black metal into a glass, it is going to be black. Whoa. That's right, people. Water is wet, and this beer is black in color. And it's also got a really deep, dark brown head. And like I said, it will pour up as many inches as you need it to be. Head for days. Hey, that's that's a pretty good Mm -hmm. song name, Head for Days. Uh, Han, (laughs) what do you think? Did I miss anything? Nah, man. This is is actually a really, really good looking beer. Really good looking. I'm going to ask you to bury your nose in there and tell me what you smell. All right. Pray for me. Hail Payman, please grant us good familiars and show us the answer to all things. And though I walk through the valley, I fear no evil, et cetera, et cetera. Um, All right. So you're going to get a lot of really nice stout aromas, super roasty, coffee, chocolate, malty, all that good stuff mixed in with something obviously a little bit wild, a little bit sour, a little, a little bit funky, but not, um, I wouldn't say it's like barnyard or musty, but it's, it's there a little bit, um, which creates a really nice balance, something that's kind of unique. You're not going to get in basically any beers that you will try. Um, the alcohol is there for sure but I will say that it doesn't smell as strong as you think it would. Um, but, uh, but overall, man, this, this is really nice. I gotta keep digging into it. What about you? I completely agree. After the normal stout aromas that you mentioned, 
there is something a little wild about it, man, but it's kind of like a dressing. It's kind of like a spice, you know, it's, it's not up front. It's just barely there enough to let you know that this is a little bit different to me. Mm -hmm. It's expressing itself to me. It's expressing itself kind of like a floral note. Um, it's not too funky. It might be just a hint woody, but I don't think this ever, I don't think this beer ever touched a barrel. So I'm not sure where that's coming from for me. I also smell the blood of my enemies. Mm. And that's actually not a joke because it, I do kind of get a little iron quality. <laughs> so it, yeah, I mean, it really does kind of smell like blood just a little bit. Mm. I, I tend to get that sometimes with stouts, especially if there's some sort of unrefined syrup in it. I don't think there's syrup in this beer, but like if there, if it was brewed with molasses or something, that iron note is very far forward. Right, right, yeah, yeah. I kind of, I kind of get that. Uh, I don't smell it so much, but I do taste it. Like the bears tend to that sometimes in, in certain mm. dark beers. So mm. I get mm. that. And speaking of taste, when you taste this Jester King heavy metal farmhouse imperial stout, it is all the hallmarks of a great stout beer. To a certain extent, on the front end, it's very normal. Coffee, chocolate, deep, dark, roasted malt, very heavy, very intense, definitely boozy. But then the wild factor of it sneaks up on you at the end where you think all of that is going to diminish into those normal ultra sweet notes that you tend to get with sour. It doesn't. It's lifted into being just a little tart, a little tannic, and a little funky. Not too funky. Like I said, it's like a dressing, but it's there. And I think it makes the finish of this beer amazing and i would say that is the star of this show on what do you think i'm with you on basically everything there um especially about the the finish for me um so like i'm getting a really nice combination of the sour and the stout qualities um on the first sip or you know up front and then as i swallow it it kind of blooms into that bitter quality you get with stouts, but then it's it's like the the slightly funky, wild type of bitterness that's there as well, which is a really nice note. Um, and then I'm left with you know those nice stout uh, after effects: coffee, chocolate, uh, really roasty, super roasty, um, but really well balanced because it is sour. Um, you know, one of the things that I I kind of am not the biggest fan of with regular Imperial Stouts is that they are, for me, honestly, almost a little too intense with everything. But this one is nicely balanced and actually makes it a pretty pleasant drink, all things considered. I believe the combination of cultured brewer's yeast and native yeast native to austin texas from the air that they use in the vast majority of their beers i believe that's going to be what we're getting here this is that's going to be what's separating this beer from everybody else in terms of mouthfeel i think this is the reason why 
This beer is so easy to drink. It is heavy up front in the blast of flavor, but the carbonation is maybe a little bit higher than normal. It's not exactly silky, but it's kind of pillowy in a way. It's almost like when the bubbles get in your mouth, they just multiply like crazy. And it kind of just sends it all over your palate. And I think that's really cool. I don't know how they're doing that, but to me, the mouthfeel is a lot lighter than you expect it to be. And it makes something that is 10.4% drink way, way lighter than it has any right to. Yeah, for sure. You would expect something like this to be super decadent, almost like syrupy, but it's really not. It's nicely effervescent, as they say. Um, and yeah, I'm with you, man. It's got a really nice um, amount of carbonation, more carbonated than you would ever expect it to be. And I mean, I, I don't know how they do it, but they fucking did it. They fucking did it. And in terms of drinkability for this Jester King Black Metal, Han, how many of these can you drink, man? <laughs> this is a Sharon beer, you know? <laughs> you, yeah. If you have this beer, be that guy that brings it to a gathering so that a bunch of people can try a little bit of it. Be that person. It's acceptable for this one. What about you? I completely agree. That's a really stupid question for this beer. <laughs> I got a question for you. All right. We said a while ago that the sour IPA, specifically the Sawdust City Electric Storm, was a logical conclusion to the juicy IPA New England style that we all know and love. Mm -hmm. Is this perhaps a logical conclusion to the Imperial Stout? I mean, I guess on a personal level, maybe. Um because even when you have other just regular stouts, a lot of them do have like a, a slight kind of sour tart quality to them. I mean, obviously not as pronounced as this one, but it's there. So again, I, I feel like it's it's an interesting way to sort of bridge the gap, you know, get people into stronger stouts, but in a way that's not so overwhelming but I could also see this being a little too weird for someone who just likes drinking fucking Guinness, you know, left-hand milk stout, that sort of thing. So I will say personally, sure. Objectively, uh, maybe not as much as with the IPAs. Okay, everybody, and the burning question, we ask it on every show. Since this is our last review of the season, figure why not ask it here you know we weren't going to but i guess now we are hmm. uh han at 20 dollars canadian for 750 mil is there value in this beer for you yeah i mean it's on the pricey side but considering what i'm sure goes into this blood sweat and tears um there is definitely value it is definitely worth a try what about you Yes, from a price tag perspective at $15, this may be, this may seem a little pricey, but I don't think it is. I think this is actually a very good value, even if you just consider the bullshit, ABV. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
it's a big bottle. You get a lot of mills. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of OZs. Beyond that, wild ales are not cheap. They're fucking expensive. And some of those are like 3%. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, just objectively, this is a good value for me. And then beyond that, from an educational perspective, you have that too. From maybe a connoisseur perspective, from maybe a uh, twist my mustache perspective, this is kind of like eating a Michelin rated meal. They've done really interesting stuff with this beer. Nobody else is doing it as far as I know. And if they are, I have not seen it. This is kind of special, this process. So I'm saying yes, value. Yeah, big time um, hipster street cred on this one. Like through the roof. If you've been struggling to grow a mustache, you need to find this bottle because by the end of it, your mustache is going to be huge. Yeah, it's going to be huge. You're going to be uh, riding a one-speed bicycle. I mean... You're going to grow a wool shirt around you. Yeah. And all your clothes in your closet uh, are going to be replaced by fucking vintage used clothes. It's going to be... It's going to be good. You're immediately going to start liking different sports, (laughs) like squash. Oh. But on the flip side as well, you're going to also really like drinking Pabst. So, this is the last review episode of season four, but we shall return. Beyond that, we're going to do a wrap up as always. Going to be a fun time. Stick around for that. Okay, we've rambled long enough. <sighs> last episode of the season, a special episode, a special beer. Mm-hmm. I'll drink to that, man. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.